We are um, here on a good morning, and I always pick, you know, wonderful, wonderful weeks to begin new series. Um, and so we are, uh, we completed our series last week, uh, Living Faithfully. Uh, we were uh, climbing through the book of Hebrews, uh, Living Faithfully. Um, and now we're beginning a new series today uh, called, wow, look at that. Capacity. Capacity. And not so much the capacity of something that, um, of what something can hold, but, but, but the, the ability or power to do, to experience or to understand um, um, the maximum or optimum amount something can produce. Capacity. We're looking at capacity in that way. Um, we're not looking at, uh, and we're not looking at uh, human potential. It's not, no, no, we're not talking about the human potential movement. Uh, um, uh, capacity. Every believer in Christ has unrealized capacity that, that is intended to be released into the world for God's glory. Um, capacity. So uh, that is our new series. And we are going to uh, begin this week in the book of Luke. The book of Luke. I gave a misdirection on the, on the internet. I had people read Matthew, but I'm going to the book of Luke. See that? The people that didn't read said, it's good with us either way. <laughs> Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. It all ties in together. Uh, Luke chapter 8, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 4. Luke chapter 8, and I'll begin reading at verse 4. Luke chapter 8, verse 4. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, speaking of Jesus, a, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when the, his disciples asked him what the parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they are in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, Receive it with joy, <clears throat> but these have no root. Uh, they believe for a while, and in time of testing, they fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, Hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit 
with patience. Bear fruit with patience. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for um, the unfolding of your word. The unfolding of your word brings light. Um, You are uh, present with us, Lord, and we pray that you would be glorified in this time in the lives of those gathered here, Lord, uh, in the lives of those that are are watching, Lord, be glorified. Um, We thank you for this time and this space, Lord. We thank you uh, for the ability to open your word. Um, I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word, Lord, be present today. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength, my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Uh, Capacity. You know, one of the uh, most uh, common pain relievers for years has been the the good old aspirin. Uh, Known as a a remedy for the occasional headache or, or, or in stronger doses, maybe following some dental surgery or aspirin. Um, uh, one, one of the other major uses for aspirin was made public around 1948. Anybody remember that announcement? Uh-huh. <laughs> when, when a doctor uh, recommended it to, to reduce heart attack risk in certain patients, um, it, it, it's, it's mainly those of a, of a certain group, of, of a certain age, with certain heart conditions who give any thought to the possible impact of aspirin on the heart. Um, uh, Following doctor's orders, some of them may be taking a baby aspirin every day as a part of a regimen. Um, But even though aspirin may have heart benefits, uh, a good majority of folks, most folks, only see it as one option among many to help with minor pains or, 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 or headaches or conditions. Basically, though, it's people's response. Uh, People's response to aspirin depends on their condition, right? Uh, In the text today, we see see how people's uh, conditions determine their response to the Word of God. Uh, uh, Your condition will determine your response, amen? And we're going to look at heart conditions today, heart conditions, heart conditions, I was, I was going to title the text, um, uh, A Dirty Secret, but I, I, didn't, I didn't title it that. I titled it Heart Conditions, but, but there's a, a dirty secret underneath. Uh, but anyway, um, how your heart receives God's word determines its capacity in your life. How your heart receives God's word, it determines uh, its capacity in your life. And, and just as a, a quick background, this book of Luke written uh, by the, uh, the Gentile uh, Luke, the companion of Paul, the physician, the historian, um, Luke writes from an interesting perspective led by the Holy Spirit um, uh, to, to give a, a, a narrative, uh, a orderly narrative of the things that eyewitnesses had shared about the life and times of Jesus Christ. Um, I, I like Luke's perspective. In the book of Luke, we find Jesus interacting there with all kinds of folks. Uh, he invites people to come to him 
uh, that society typically pushes away. Uh, no, no, nobody seeking him, though, is left out. Uh, Jesus has, has been preaching the good news about the kingdom of God uh, in, in here in Luke. And he, he lets listeners know that God has now reached down and come near to them to bring salvation. Many people responded to his message and followed him while others rejected him. As large crowds uh, uh, begin showing up to hear him, Jesus recognizes that not all uh, uh, that, that are there are there with the right intentions. So he begins speaking to them in parables uh, that, that only some would understand. Um, parables are, are those the sayings that, that take familiar earthly scenes, things that people are, are, are used to, and, and it pushes them alongside of a, a, a deeper spiritual meaning uh, uh, so that people can get a, 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 a spiritual truth um, that the listeners should recognize when they see it and when they hear it. Um, the parable that we look at today is one of the few that are fa- that's found in all three of the synoptic gospels. You, you find it there in, in Matthew chapter 13. You find it in Mark chapter 4 and here in Luke chapter 8. And even though it might be familiar to us, the parable teaches itself that, that it's still critical to listen carefully with open and obedient hearts. Uh, the parable teaches that. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he spoke in parables. Uh, Jesus had, had sat down in a boat in the Sea of Galilee, and the people had gathered around uh, the shore to hear him uh, speak. He said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Now, although this, this parable is typically called the parable of the sower, it's not long before we see that the seed and the soil are the critical parts of the picture that we can't miss. Here Jesus picks a familiar scene, a sower, a farmer out sowing or, or planting uh, uh, their, their crops, seed for their crops. Uh, now in this time, uh, it, it would be a regular sight to see a sower out with a bag of seed on their shoulder walking across the land. Uh, they grab handfuls of seed and throw it out across the ground, sometimes before plowing, sometimes after plowing. Uh, and, and, and the seed would uh, land where they threw the seed. In this scene, Jesus says some fell on the path, the the the. the hard, trotting walkways through the field. Um, the, the path is busy and it's hard from the beating sun. So instead of the seed sinking in and growing, it, it was stepped on and snatched up by the birds. But it, it's not the only place where the seed landed, thankfully. And, and some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell on the, among thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. <clears throat> Two other places where the seed landed, it says some fell on the rock. This, this probably wasn't, a, you know, the rock we might picture, big boulders or, or even a bunch of stones lying around. In the land where Jesus walked there, there would be large uh, stone masses, stone areas that would be covered sometimes by thin layers of dirt. 
uh, uh, there's, there's dirt. And, and so a seed could grow in the dirt, but the rock underneath uh, w- w- didn't let the roots go down to get any water. And, and the plant, uh, when it get hit with the sun, it dried up quickly and it died because it had no moisture. The other spot where the seed landed uh, was with the thorns. Was, that was a little more tricky. Uh, uh, the ground where that seed landed, it probably looked good, but it, but it had some old roots of, or, or seeds of weeds hidden in it. And, and, when, and when, the, when the planted seed grew, so did the thorns. Uh, any gardeners in here that, that know uh, you need to plant your vegetables and your fruits, but you never need to plant any weeds? They're, 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 they're going to... Uh, uh, so soon... These weeds took over the space, using up all of the soil's nutrient, using up the water, the light, till the seed that was planted got choked out and died. Uh, it couldn't get enough of what it needed there in that space. And that, so the farmer, the farmer almost sounds like a failure at, at this sowing thing until, until his seed hits that last spot. His seed, and some fell into good soil. And grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, Jesus, he called out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, he lets him know, I, I just said something important. Uh, uh, the, the, the typical expected crop in this day and, and in this location where they were, it yielded about five to 15 times the seed, right? So 10 times the seed was considered a, a good crop and, and people were thankful for 10 times the seed. But Jesus would have really had everybody's attention. They would have leaned in uh, 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 when, he, when he mentions a hundredfold yield of seed. Uh, I mean, the, the only record of a hundredfold uh, crop in the Bible was God's blessing of Isaac uh, uh, back in the promised land in Genesis 26 and 12. Uh, that was the only other record in the Bible of the hundredfold yield. And so, and so when we hear about this, this great, this yield, we find here that there's no issue with the sower. The sower is not a failure. Don't blame the sower. Uh, the, uh, 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 and there's nothing wrong with the seed uh, because when it hit the good soil, it did amazing things. Uh, the sower uh, didn't have to change up strategies or try to reconstruct or modify the seed. The sower just continued to sow. But the good soil demonstrated capacity for extraordinary growth. Uh, are y'all with me? Uh, while, while, while telling this parable, Jesus starts to raise his voice saying, He who has ears to hear, let he who has ears to hear, let him hear. That was for the people sleeping on the side of the mountain. He, he raises, let him hear. It was a call for those who were able and wanted to understand the message of God to take heed. Uh, Listen up and respond to what I'm about to say. Respond to what you hear me. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, to you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they are in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Notice, notice that the disciples are, are, are digging in 
they're pressing in, wanting to fully grasp what, what Jesus is sharing in this parable. The disciples have ears to hear. Uh, they, they understood the, the farming part, but they knew that there was something more about this parable. And, and Jesus lets them know here, first, first, that God has decided to trust them with his mission. Uh, he decided to allow them to experience the plan of the kingdom unveiled and in action. Uh, Matthew 13, in this, this account in Matthew, uh, uh, Jesus explains that they are in a position of blessedness to, to be able to hear and to see, to experience what so many others had longed for. Uh, what a privilege, what an opportunity, what a responsibility. The prophets, the righteous uh, 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 Old Testament saints, they had longed for what these disciples were experiencing. The purpose of, of the parable is to help them understand what God is and would be accomplishing through them for his kingdom. The parables would, would draw in those like the disciples who, who God was calling by his grace and, and, and also further turn away those that were rejecting his gospel. It was twofold. Uh, uh, the very same word would have different outcomes, different impacts, different effect. Charles Spurgeon said once, uh, uh, the same sun that melts the wax hardens the clay. Uh, and, and the same gospel which melts some persons to repentance hardens others in their sin. The exact same word. The, in, the inability of, of those who reject the gospel to grasp what Jesus shared in this and other parables, uh, it, express, it expressed God's condemnation. Jesus quotes Isaiah from Isaiah 6 and 9, uh, which describe uh, it, the failure to hear and see as part of the people's judgment for their rejection of the word of the Lord. Uh, God says, you don't want to hear me? You won't hear me. God won't call forever. Uh, after, after sharing the purpose of the parable, Jesus gives the meaning here. He says, now the parable is this. Listen up, guys. The seed is the word of God. Uh, uh, Jesus, Jesus makes it plain that the story he just told the folks is, is really a picture about the spreading of God's word. Jesus is describing what happens when the gospel is preached to people. Uh, uh, the, the four types of soil are actually Four attitudes, four postures, or, or, or like, or, or what I like to call them, four heart conditions, uh, uh, where where, uh, uh, where where the word lands when it's preached. Each one has a has a different response to the word. Um, all of these heart conditions would be found in the large crowds following Jesus. All of these heart conditions were in that crowd on the shore that day. Jesus prepares his disciples to be able to recognize this truth. And he also guards them from future discouragement because they would be called into the work of, of sowing. And it can be a discouraging task. Listen to Jesus as he looks at the soils, and unpacks the parable. The ones along the path are those who have heard 
uh, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. I call this, I, I nicknamed it the soils. I call this one the unresponsive heart. The unresponsive heart. The unresponsive heart completely missed and took the word of God for granted. Uh, 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 I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if they were asleep during the service or they know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure how they got that way, the unresponsive heart. Maybe, maybe it, it, it grew callous from repeated exposure, unrepentance, and rejection of the word of God. It grew hard. Um, but it's like the path. It's, it's hard. It's not open to receive the word. So the word drops on it and just sits there. But, but Jesus lets us know it doesn't sit there for long, uh, uh, though, because the, the devil hurries up and, and snatches it away. So it's, so it's not there for long. Notice uh, um, the point of attack here for the devil is the word. It seems at times uh, the enemies of the faith take the word more seriously than many who claim Christ. Uh, they read it, they know it, they study it, and then they twist it. Um, uh, so, so the enemy, they strain to get a hold of and distort the word. Uh, uh, it, it, it was the first scheme of the devil in the Garden of Eden uh, did God actually say you shall not, speaking to Eve, uh, uh, um, twisting? The enemy, the enemy recognizes the power and the capacity of what the Word of God can produce. The enemy recognizes that, 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 that God can speak and there can be. He let there be and there was. He recognizes the, 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 that God, uh, the, that Word of God can produce life itself. Uh, abundant and eternal, the word, the word, even still some are unresponsive. The same way uh, uh, medicine does no good sitting in the bottle while you stare at it. For the word to produce what it should in our lives, it needs to be taken in. It needs to be appropriated. It needs to be incorporated into our systems, our intellect, our emotion, and our will. Uh, there, there, there were those in the crowd who had made up in their mind that Jesus wasn't from God. Stiff-necked, the Bible calls them, uh, hard-hearted. The, the word just found no place in them. And so not having faith to hear, the unresponsive heart misses the only way to salvation. And, and the ones on the rock are, are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in the time of testing, they fall away. Uh, I, I, I call these the, the shallow heart, the shallow heart. They, they, they do a little better than the unresponsive heart, but not much. Uh, they, they're, they're excitement. They, they are excited. They're excited. They, their excitement makes you think that they'll conquer the world for Christ. Uh, 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 if you've been in the church long enough, you, you've met the shallow heart. Uh, 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 they, they have an emotional reaction, but without true understanding. They respond, but they don't last. They, they're in love with the idea of Jesus, but haven't taken time to sit quietly and get to know him. 
Uh, they can quote Jesus say, saying that he has overcome the world, but forget that he said first, in this world you will have tribulation. So when the trouble comes, they run. They go. They leave. Uh, you know the saying, when the, when the going gets tough, the tough get... Well, well, when it gets tough, they just get gone. The shallow heart. Shallow heart. Their, their faith is superficial. It doesn't persevere. doesn't persevere and it doesn't save. Um, and as for what fella among the thorns, they are those who hear, but... As they go on their way, they, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life. And their fruit does not mature. Notice I've been a kind preacher. I haven't asked you what kind of soil you have. Uh, but, but so I call these, I call them the cluttered heart. The cluttered heart. Those with this heart condition seem to respond just a little bit better to the word. They hear it. They, they probably even take notes. They're at church service four Sundays in a month. <laughs> and then they go on their way. But when worship is over, when, when the Bible closes, when the benediction is given, Jesus says the word, uh, what the word should be producing in them gets choked out. In, in three different ways, it gets choked out. Cares and riches and pleasure. Uh, 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 so th these things don't sound too horrible on their own, but so I put, a, I put the modifier in front of them. I call them choking cares. The choking cares. These cares are, are likely concerns that have gone beyond the limits of thoughtful responsibility and spilled over into the land of worry. Uh, you know, most... most Anxieties, they start out as, as, as maybe thoughtful responsibility, but then they've gone too far. Uh, and they become a, a, a distraction, a, a pulling, a choking, a strangling, uh, uh, where, where we get our, our English word worry from, what strangles us. Jesus, Jesus instructed his, his disciples to seek the kingdom of God first instead of worrying about needs that the Lord's already aware of. Uh, the, the cluttered heart says, okay, lays the worries down, but then picks it right back up after the benediction. The, 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 the choking cares, and then there's the choking riches. Uh, it, it, this sounds like uh, an issue only for the wealthy, but both the rich and the poor could be most, more focused on money than Jesus, as if the money was an answer. The Bible doesn't, the Bible doesn't condemn wealth. We need money to, to transact in this world. The Bible doesn't condemn wealth, but the love of it is the root of all kinds of evil, right? Uh, 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 it's, 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 it's that posture toward the thing. When it, when it begins to drive you uh, uh, keeping you overoccupied and away from the things of God, it's, it's choking. It's a, it's the cho it becomes choking riches. And then, then there's the, the pleasures of life. The pleasures of life. Everybody enjoys the pleasures of life. The, let me modify it. The choking pleasures of life. 
you know, because we're wired for pleasure, people usually miss this one. God designed us to experience pleasure, time with family and friends, a good meal, uh, playing with my puppy. (laughs) But just like the weight that we were told to lay aside in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, that was last week, uh, it's the attitude toward the pleasure. Um, uh, it's, It's taking priority over the word of God that makes it choking. Uh, after after his, um, his fill of all the pleasures under the sun, the wise preacher of Ecclesiastes said, when all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this, fear God and keep his commands, because this is for all humanity. This is, this is, this is the duty of man. He says, he says, I found everything else to be vanity. All of the pleasures I indulged in to the max, I found it to be vanity. He found those pleasures. They were choking pleasures for for him. He had gone too far. So so, so as we we, we hear this um, picture from Jesus, none none of these heart conditions mentioned so far produce what they should with the seed. Are you watching that? This is this is the this is the uh, the crux. This is a this is a turn um, a turning point here. They 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 don't produce what they should with the seed. But as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. I call this one a, 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 a the clean converted heart. The clean converted heart. Um, the posture of this heart is, is, to, is to latch on to the Word of God. Uh, it, it intends to understand it. It intends to keep it. It intends to obey it. This heart is intentional about the Word of God. Like the aspirin we keep talking about, this is not medical advice. This is just an observation. Um, uh, um, only those who, who recognize their condition or need will take the prescription of God's word to heart. Um, you, have, you have to recognize the condition in this heart. Uh, there, there's been some work on this heart uh, in, in secret places. Uh, this heart, it, it, it's had to have been prepared to avoid the pitfalls of the rest of the soils, right? Um, and, and also there's a benefit built into this parable that, that sometimes we often miss. Um, according to verse 8, there's an above average, maybe even supernatural capacity that the seed has for bearing fruit in the good soil. Uh, it, it, it stands to reason then that there should be an expectation for the clean converted heart to bear abundant fruit. Uh, Jesus speaking to his disciples said, if you abide in me and do you let my father work on you, you'll bear fruit. You'll bear more fruit. You'll bear much fruit. Uh, you'll be fruitful. Uh, Matthew and Mark add that, that this heart, uh, this clean converted heart, this, this heart may yield, this good soil, it may yield 30, 60 or a hundred times as much. 
Even the lowest crop here is an amazing yield. Uh, it, it doesn't make any excuses. If you've taken to heart the word of God, you not only have life, you have a capacity to be fruitful in greater measures than you can imagine. In greater measures than you could imagine. In line with this parable, that fruitfulness seems to point to the propagation and spread of the gospel. Um, just like the word uh, ha- has taken root in you, you now become like the sower, patiently sowing seed everywhere. You have this supernatural capacity to be fruitful. Uh, you, you're sowing seed now everywhere, in, in hard places, in, in, in inconvenience, through, through pleasure, through pain in, in season and, and out of season, um, even during a pandemic from six feet away wearing a mask, the word of God is not bound. The good soil produces. It produces. Here's where, here's where the parable that, that started out as a familiar picture becomes what, what Warren Wiersbe calls a mirror for us. We, we look into it to, to see what our response has been to the word. Hold the parable up. We, we look and, and, and recognize that we've held several of these heart conditions in our time and, and, and are still prone to adopt them under certain circumstances of life. Um, and what we know is since Only God can manage the soil of our heart. If we want to experience the true capacity of his word in our lives, we must pray for him to prepare our soil. We need to ask God to prepare the soil of our heart so that the seed can do what the seed does. So that the seed can produce those those yields that just drop people's mouths open, that that the world can't believe. We need to ask the Lord. I'll close, I'll close with just one question. Are you after God's capacity for fruit in your life? Are you after it? Are you seeking it? Are you looking for it? Or are you satisfied? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your supernatural seed. We've been born again, not by uh, perishable, but imperishable seed. The word of God. Lord, let your word have its perfect, dynamic, life-giving, life-changing, glorifying work in us. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to have ears to hear. Have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.